Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legend. Join us as we take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legend. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria. Yeah, and we are here to continue with our discussion. So last week we talked about the Rule of Two Legends material. I was not here, sadly, but you all had a great discussion. And we're here for the canon of the Rule of Two. Yes, um, we are here talking about the canonical history and creation of the Rule of Two. And surprisingly, so you will notice some things do align same with Legends because a lot of Legends material was translated into canon thanks to the films and the Clone Wars and all that stuff. But they did add some new things and references for the uh, during the High Republic uh, novels currently, and also there were some things with the Rule of Two specifically uh, talked about in the comics that were never canonized, or that were never in Legends. I mean, mm-hmm. so um, a simple summary of the Rule of Two. So the Rule of Two was a decree uh, for the Sith established by Sith Lord Darth Bane, so they could operate in a secret and eventually get revenge on the Jedi Order for their near extinction in the Sith. Or Jedi Sith War. It was the successor of the doctrine of the Dyad. Uh, the decree commanded that only two Sith Lords must ex- exist at any given time a master uh, to represent the power of the dark side of the Force, and an apprentice to crave it and train under the master and to one day fulfill their role. This governed the Lords of the Sith. And uh, if anybody watching this uh, live, I do have a little 3D bust of Darth Bane and his Legends version, which is kind of hard to tell with it being completely all dark. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, Darth Bane's appearance does change canonically to where he's more suited <laughs> in armor rather being looking... Um, more like an armor organic mix. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, see, that. I always thought 
I always thought Darth Bane kind of looked like, um, kind of looked like a like different version of Malak. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about like his canonical version? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, his or, Legends version. His Legends version. Legends okay. version. Um, and, like, it's just interesting. I... Because the idea of, like, the armor that Bane wears in Legends is so cool. But, like, I think it would... If you translated that into, like, an on-screen version, I think it would freak a lot of people out. Absolutely. Because they... they in legends bane was very um he represented a lot of horrorisque features and he used that to put fear into his enemies mm-hmm. um and yeah translating that into on screen cannot canon today yeah kids would probably freak out because it was not not kid friendly um cuz it was that horrifying but yeah, they changed his armor and look uh, in canon to where he's more of like in medieval knight armor mm-hmm. um, and s- slimmed down and uh, made it streamlined and everything. But anyway, we're here to talk about the Rule of Two. So the prelude to the Rule of Two uh, was preceded by the Doctrine of the Dyad, which was a concept centered on two force-sensitive beings who had a unique force bond, and that was unbreakable, which made them one of the force called a force dyad. Ancient legends referred to the dyad as the source of unique force power, such as force healing, and the ability to transfer objects through the force. And you might under... Like, if you've seen the films, you might kind of know where this might go. It's mm-hmm. so weird. It's it's so weird of a concept that they did for can uh, for the canonical versions. Well, like, how is it different than just general force bond? Right, but like, oh, force healing. You get that through a forest dyad connection. I was like, but it's just a force power. Shouldn't anybody be able to do that? Okay, yeah, moving items between each other through the force. Okay, I can give you that. No. But But no, force healing that isn't a dyad power. You just have to transfer your own energy. Your living energy. Yeah. Which I is don't know. it it's weird. But anyway, um, the Doctrine of the Dyad was inscribed on the walls of the Sith Citadel, an ancient Sith stronghold located on the planet Exegol, to remind the Sith of the Dyad's significance in their quest to attain ultimate power. The Sith Eternal, a cult of Sith loyalists, revered the uh, Doctrine of the Dyad, believing the Dyad symbolized the future of the Sith and was the key to achieving the full potential of the Dark Side of the Force. The concept of the Rule of Two and the relationship between Sith Master and Sith Apprentice was part of a Sith, ancient Sith ideology since the time of the Great Scourge of Malachor. The Masters demanded loyalty from their apprentices, but they sometimes betrayed them if they found one uh, one with more potential. In ancient times, the Sith were ruled by two Sith Dark Lords, while many others existed at the same time. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, that's true. And uh, everybody in uh, chat, Dojo does say Bane did get rid of all the bugs by his second book, so he did change his looks. I completely forgot. Like, in the first book with that Bane, it, he's, like, covered in, like, this weird insect thing that is what my little bust of him has, and it's really creepy looking. Second book. Second book. He doesn't have it in the. He doesn't have it in the first book. Second book. Yeah, that. I'm confusing myself. Thanks, Dojo. Uh, so, with the creation, the Sith Lords were the ancient enemies of the Jedi Knights for a millennia. As we all know, eventually the Sith's greed for power caused them to turn on themselves, which allowed the Jedi to defeat and decimate the weakened Sith to a millennia before the Clone Wars. Darth Bane emerged from the conflict as the sole surviving Sith Lord. With the Sith in the weakened state, the Jedi Order triumphed over the Sith on a Rusin. Uh, realizing the Sith's greed led to their destruction, Bane created the Rule of Two. And if you even play like any of the older Star Wars, like KOTOR 1, KOTOR 2, SWOTORs, the Sith betray each other on a regular basis. And it's... Oh, yeah. It's, it's like... Even like when there's thousands of Sith in the Sultor era in the Galactic, uh, during the Galactic Civil War or Cold War, they're constantly betraying each other. It, it's freaking hysterical and like their own destruction. It's great. So the Sith uh, henceforth cons- contested of for only two Sith Lords at any given time: the Master who embodied the power of the dark side, and the Apprentice who craved that power. Bane also created the Grand Plan, which was the revenge plot against the Jedi. The generations that came after Bane were able to operate in secret for centuries, contributed Bane's plot that would see the Jedi's destruction and the restoration of the Sith rule throughout the galaxy. The Rule of Two was a philosophy that was influenced by Bane's personal experiences as well as the study of ancient Sith documents. Under the Rule of Two, a Sith apprentice had to kill the Sith Master and take on the take on an apprentice in order to become the master themselves, which ensured that the Sith grew more powerful and cunning with each generation. On the other hand, the master could train another apprentice and have them replace and kill their outgoing apprentice. As a result, the relationship between master and apprentice lacked trust as both constantly searched for signs of weakness in the other. Yeah. Betrayal. It's great. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> it's a wonderful yep. time. So now we get to uh, Bane and his apprentice. So Bane did took an apprentice of his own, uh, Darth Zion, uh, Zaya, the impassive Zana. The gosh words impassive his knowledge while establishing the new Sith way of pursuing power and revenge against the Jedi through manipulation and subterfuge. The Jedi became aware of Bane's philosophy, and Bane was killed. Although historical records weren't accurate, it was considered possible that Bane was killed by his own apprentice. So we don't know. We don't know how Bane dies in canon. If the Jedi killed him Um, or his apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably not the Jedi. Probably not. That's where, that's where I'm at too. I'm pretty sure is Xana. Uh, because well, you haven't read the Bane trilogy, right? I have not. It's ambiguous. Mm, okay. 
That makes sense. But um, Drew Kapershian has said it was in the books. I think he said it was Darth Xana. It wasn't meant to be up for interpretation, but the books themselves are ambiguous. Okay. That's fair. So uh, the Jedi Order took responsibility for ending what Jedi Master Elzar Mann described as the rule of Darth Bane. No matter the case, the Jedi went on to falsely believe that they had destroyed the Sith forever, despite rumors of the Sith continued in the shadows. And if no one knows who uh, Jedi Master Elzar Mann is, he is one of the Jedi Masters in the High Republic era, and he is a phenomenal character who has a very interesting story arc on his own so far all through each of the phases. Um, I'm currently reading the first book of Phase 3, and um, let me tell you, the end of Phase 2, a lot happened, and not in a good way. <laughs> uh, and then, however, Bane's planned... Uh, Plans continued through the uh, through his apprentice, allowing the Sith to survive secretly for years. Uh, while planning their revenge against the Jedi Order, Darth Sidious stated in his book, The Secrets of the Sith, that Bane was in fact killed by his apprentice. As a result, a cycle of betrayal and death became afflicted to the Rule of Two, in which generations of apprentices fulfilled their training by killing their masters. The Rule of Two created a powerful dynamic by limiting the Sith to only one master and one apprentice at a time, although not all Sith followed the decree, and some took apprentices of their own while still serving a master yeah and uh the secrets of the sith are a um i don't know is this the this is not the book that you can buy yes secrets of the sith or something i believe so because uh the there's the book of the sith secrets of the dark dark side yeah it might be the same book um but anyway there's a book. Uh, I'm sure you can probably buy it somewhere uh, if they sell it physically, which I'm sure they probably Mysteries do. of the Sith? Oh, no, that's a video game. Eh. So now we have Plagueis. So we, um, if we all heard the story and the legend of uh, Plagueis the Wise. Is it Plagueis the Wise? Is that how Palpatine says it? Or just... Mm-hmm. Our... Okay. So, the Sith carried out their vendetta for a thousand years, gaining power and secret, while the Jedi still believed that the Sith had been destroyed. During this period, the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Plagueis, took Darth Sidious, the Sith persona of Senator Sheev Palpatine of Naboo, as his apprentice. They worked for years to coax the final secrets of the dark side of the Force. Sidious' uh, callback on the wisdom of Plagueis as a planner and a prophet, knowing full well that two Sith were required to enact their means, one to serve as bait for the dark side, the other to be the vessel. Success would allow them to the ability to harness the full power of the dark side and rule immortal for 10,000 years. Plagueis attempted to create a forced dyad with Sidious, which was a power as strong as life itself, which he discovered that the Doctrine of the Dyad, which was the predecessor to the Rule of Two, however, Pelagius was unable to form the Dyad. Mm. Yeah, because um, Sidious might have, you know, was planning to kill you. Hm. Which happened. 
Yeah. So Sidious. And then now we get to Sidious speaking of. So while training under Plagueis, Sidious acquired a Dathomirian Zabrak named Maul as his pupil. He had initially considered Mother Towson, Maul's mother, uh, upon realizing his potential, seeing no further use for his master, Sidious betrayed Plagueis by killing him in his sleep. However, Sidious always saw him as not quite good enough, which he saw in the essential quality that defined Maul's life. Mm. And then, after killing his first Jedi, Tawik Padawan Eldra Cadis, uh, uh, Darth Maul reflected that she would have been made a good Sith apprentice, but that he had to finish her off to prevent prevent his master from discovering his intended betrayal. Uh, concurrently, Z Xerxes uh, from the Xerxes Cartel theorized his, the Sith's comeback, leading Maul to kill her, as Sidious had threatened him with death if they were pr- prematurely discovered. Yeah, the which that alone was interesting to find out that a cartel member would like discovered. Oh crap! The Sith are not dead. But. Mm-mm. You know, being a cartel member, they died too quick. Yeah. <sighs> so, in 32 BBY, during the invasion of Naboo by the Trade Federation, the Sith finally revealed themselves to the Jedi, and Sidious sending Maul to Tatooine to capture Queen Padme Amidala to take her back to Naboo so she could sign a peace treaty. The Jedi Qui-Gon Jinn faced Maul, uh, but was able to leave Tatooine with Amidala with his allies, realizing the Sith had returned. Uh, during the Battle of Naboo, mm. uh, which broke the Federation's blockade, Maul killed Jinn only to be seamlessly killed in turn by his Padawan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, leading the Jedi to realize the return of the Sith. During Jinn's funeral, both Yoda and Mace Windu, the Grand Master and Master of the Order of the Jedi, respectively, pondered on whom could be the other Sith Lord due to the Rule of Two, demanding only two Sith, and whether Maul was the Master or the Apprentice of the Sith pair that had been reduced to one. Though Maul would later be turned out to be alive, Sidious turned his gaze away and lost all interest in him. Because Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know all that, that was from Phantom Menace. But, uh, yeah. It's interesting, though. Um, by the way, uh, fun fact, Samuel Jackson is still uh, intending that Mace Windu is not dead. And he wants his own show on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. <laughs> like, he literally just well, stated that like, the other day, like yesterday or something like that. He wants to come back tremendously. Of course and, he does. Like, I don't know why Disney won't, because they could easily make money. And Dave Filoni can easily somehow fit full, uh, like Mace Windu somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think he it's okay if he doesn't come back. All right, so I, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. So now we go with uh, Sidious's second apprentice, because he has more than one. Mm-hmm. I would say he's like the worst of the Dark Masters, yeah, uh, or Dark Lords of the Sith. He's like master wise, like yeah, cool. Sidious like is in power for like 
decades in the Sith, but he keeps losing apprentices left and right. Well, that's because he doesn't care about them. Yeah, true. He, he, his main goal is to get Anakin as his apprentice. He knows that none of the people that he's taking as apprentice are going to be the one to, like, take over for him as Dark Lord. True. But he had no intention to succumb to that regardless, even if, you know, Anakin would have been more powerful than him. He's like, yeah, no, I'm still I'm still going to have the power. Well, he would have let Anakin strike him down. He just had always planned to take over the body. Oh, oh that's true. Soul transfer. Great. Mm-hmm. So, with Maul presumed dead, Sidious took the former Jedi Master Count Dooku from House Sereno uh, as his next apprentice and bestrewed him with the name Darth Tyrannus. Sidious had accidentally actually approached Dooku while still apprenticing Maul and met with Dooku in a skyscraper of his uh, of his after Maul's loss on Naboo to assure, bleh, to assure him that the deaths of their apprentices were in service of their goals upon being called out, allowing Maul to kill Jin, whom Dooku felt it would have been a great ally to them despite Sidious not thinking the same. Yeah, there's um Dooku always had a soft spot for Qui-Gon obviously because it was his Padawan and he's like oh yeah he would have been a great ally Sidious knowing that Qui-Gon would not have been an ally because Mm Qui-Gon is always going to follow the way of the living force yes I wouldn't say the Jedi Code but by the living force because that's what he followed above the Jedi Code Mm-hmm. So, unknown to the Sith, Jedi Master Yaddle had followed Dooku there, but as Sidious is prompting, Dooku finished Yaddle off by preventing her from alerting the Jedi, officially cutting any ties he still had with the Jedi and becoming Sidious's pupil. During a mission on Solus, uh, Dooku considered recruiting the Jedi Knight Jack Zinn as a ally of the Sith cause, but ultimately stopped uh, when Sidious stated that a Sith Master needed only one apprentice and threatened to replace him with the Togarian Jedi. Dooku assured that Jack Zinn was killed, though he lamented that his death was a pity. And um, mm. this go watch Tales of the Jedi because this is. Like, the scene with Yaddle is, we get that in Tales of the Jedi and now know why she was not in Episode 2. Mm-hmm. All because of Dooku. Yep. And a giant door. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a terrible way to go. I'd rather take a lightsaber yes. cut. Like, hit. Me too. He says, Dad, get over it. Thanks, Dojo. Thanks. <laughs> What did he say? He's like, Mace is dead. Get over it. (laughs) Mm, Thanks. Thanks. So, during the next decade, Dooku aided his master in engineering the Clone Wars, including orchestrating Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas' death, and then he used his name in order the army of clone troopers to to be created for the Republic, and selecting bounty hunter Jango Fett as the genetic template for the clones. He also had the bio chips implanted in the clones' brains, which, uh, unbeknownst to all but Sidious and Dooku, would allow Sidious to force the clones to destroy the Jedi through his secret protocol, Order 66. In 22 BBY, the Confederacy of 
independent systems on their side, Dooku revealed his planned allegiance to the Jedi, and the Clone Wars began with the First Battle of Geonosis. And then throughout the conflict, the Rule 2 was violated by Dooku, who took the Dathomirian Knight Sister As- Asajj Ventress on as an assassin and apprentice. However, Sidious, believing Dooku may have been training her to destroy him and sensing her power had grown, ordered Dooku to eliminate her. Dooku obeyed his master and left her for dead following the Battle of Solids. Dooku later took the Zabrak, Savage Opress, uh, brother-in-law, as his apprentice so he could take Sidious's place as master, only for his plan to fail due to Ventress's uh, intervention. Upon receiving a pr- uh, premolition of events to come, the Besalek uh, Jedi Master Prong Krell fell to the dark side in an attempt to become Dooku's new apprentice, but the clone Dogma executed him after uh, Krell turned on the 501st Legion. However, Dooku took the Jedi Master Quinlan Vos as apprentice after capturing him, but his plan failed again as Ventress gave her life to save Vos, which was in the Dark Disciple book. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we might see or uh, lead to in the final season of Bad Batch. Yep. So that will be interesting. And good that Prong Krell is dead. Because screw that guy. I hate... Oh, God. Yeah. I, I go to any Star Wars fan. I'm pretty sure most people will tell you, like, who's worse, Sidious or Prong Krell? Everybody's going to t- look at Prong Krell. Because mm. he, he's just... No. But, yeah. But, um. anyway, uh, I think right now would be a good take time to take a mid-break and be back. Yeah, let's do it. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we take time to thank our patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons who support us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash holocron histories. Um, you can also support us by leaving us ratings or reviews and comments on Apple and Spotify. If you leave us five stars and a kind comment or kind words, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. Ben, do we have one to read today? We do. We have uh, a comment on our last episode, Rule 2 of Legends, by Jedi of Time. Uh, The Rule of Two is not smart because what if the Master dies and the Apprentice is not power enough to rule? Great episode. And, uh, yeah, uh, if the apprentice, the master dies and the apprentice, you know, is not strong enough, the apprentice will die. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that comment. Uh, thank you for five stars. But also, uh, you can you can come hang out with us on Discord in the various Discords. You can check us out live on twitch.tv slash bit of Tamaria every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, which is 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can check us out there and hang out with us on twitch.tv. Uh, on the Discord, you can also find our other shows, our various other shows, and come and hang out and check us out. 
other than that, I think that's all I got for the mid break. Cool. I have nothing to add, but um, many shows. We have many shows. <laughs> all right. We're back. And now we have Sidious and his third apprentice because he doesn't have enough. Um, can you guess who his third apprentice is? Anakin Skywalker. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. And so I was really confused. I was like, I guess technically General Grievous, but I mean, not really. <laughs> no, no, it is Vader. So in 19 BBY, shortly before the end of the Clone Wars, General Grievous captured or kidnapped Palpatine, which had planned to orchestrate it by Sidious in order to bring Anakin Skywalker to the dark side and replace Dooku as an ex-apprentice. As Sidious was in time to make Anakin his apprentice and that Dooku's purpose had been served, Palpatine's capture led to Kenobi and Skywalker to be dispatched to rescue him above, aboard the Invisible Hand. During a lightsaber duel uh, aboard the ship, Skywalker defeated and disarmed Dooku. Sidious then betrayed his apprentice by encouraging Anakin to kill the Sith Lord, paving the way for Anakin to take the older man's place. After Dooku's death, Sidious had his Jedi rescuers eventually Make it, made it back to Coruscant. Only if hmm. Dooku revealed the plans right then and there. If only. Or if, you, you know, know. He really if, should He really should have. Right? I would have. As, as, yeah. as soon as Sidious is like, kill him. Kill him now. Like, that's when I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. I'm going to reveal literally everything. Hey, this bitch is killing us. Like, this bitch is... <laughs> right? It's like, um, he's planning to um, betray the entire Republic. Oh, by the way, he's the Dark Lord of the Sith in hiding. Oh, by the way, all the clones have inhibitor ships to kill all of you. Yep. Like, that would, you know. And the clone was right there. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Dooku, you're spared because you don't have any hands now. Um, Palpatine, we have a little talk to have since you're still locked up in that chair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, studentless again, Sidious seduced Skywalker to the dark side by telling him about Plagueis upon discovering his fears that Amidala, his secret wife, would die in childbirth. Skywalker initially revealed Palpatine's secret to Mace Windu, who attempted to arrest the Chancellor. Skywalker, however, turned to the Jedi to save Palpatine from being killed, leading to Windu's quote-unquote death. <laughs> Uh, no longer a Jedi, Skywalker became Sidious's new apprentice and was anointed as Darth Vader. Sidious it issued Order 66, causing the biochips to activate in the brainwashed clone troopers into betraying and murdering their Jedi generals. While Vader purged the Jedi Temple on Coruscant under Sidious's order, no longer requ requiring the Separatist Council, Sidious betrayed them by having Vader execute them. Which we see partially in Revenge of the Sith. And by the way, a lot of this is in Revenge of the Sith. But there is, if you play the Revenge of the Sith video game from, like, what, 2003? Um, mm -hmm. You get to do this. Surprisingly, yep. it's, it, like, it's terrible that you're playing as Vader. But it's oddly satisfying because everyone you kill deserves it. <laughs> Mostly. Yes. Because so Wat, Wat Tambor, Newt Gunray, and someone else also dies in that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Sidious then framed the Jedi for treason and proclaimed himself Galactic Emperor, reorganizing the Republic into the First Galactic Empire. Kenobi and Yoda resolved to destroy the Sith, including the former Anakin Skywalker. However, neither Sith Lord was destroyed. Sidious survived the battle with Yoda, who subsequently fled into exile. Vader sustained grievous injuries in his duel with Kenobi and was rebuilt as a cyborg encased within a life support armor. After learning that of Amidala's death and being told that Sidious, Sidious, it was his own do- doing, Vader lashed out of anger against his master, but ultimately relented, agreeing to begin his new life. Yeah. Fun, uh, fun fact. Um. Uh, yeah, it it was uh, all Sidious's plan. Mm-hmm. He's probably in trouble. And then, while bleeding his new kyber crystal, it showed him a vision of returning to the light, killing Sidious and reuniting with Kenobi. But Vader rejected any such future, declaring his new reality was all that was left for him. Vader still struggled with the sentiment of Amidala, but still finally uh, fully committed himself to be the, to the Sith following the Battle of Fortress, Battle of Fortress Vader, and failed effort to revive her. Having not heard any word from Vader over the course of the incident, Sidious begins considering that he would need to search for another apprentice. Once Vader finally contracted, contacted him again, Sidious claimed that he would uh, desist the seeking another apprentice. One part of the battle had also seen the ancient Sith Lord Darth uh, Momin, who had kept his essence alive via his mask, resurrect himself and mock the modern Sith as weak, Jedi-obsessed order in their duel, Vader ultimately killed the dark, ancient dark side user. And this all happens in a comic, uh, with the Dark Vader comics. And this is also, like, the first time we see, um, in media of how lightsaber crystals were turned, uh, kyber crystals were turned red, was because mm-hmm. of this Vader comic. And my... I'll tell you, the vision he had, like, the the Jedi Master he killed, and he tried uh, to turn that kyber crystal into red. That kyber crystal's force, like, because all kyber crystals have the force in them, tried to turn him back to the light. Only if it succeeded, that would have been cool. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. So, in 4 ABY, both the Empire and the Rebel Alliance were preparing for a definitive showdown above the forest moon of Endor, with the second Death Star's super laser finally operational. Still determined to find his son, Vader was sent by his master to Endor to wait for Luke to come to him. After Luke turned himself over to Vader, Luke attempted to turn Vader back into the light side of the Force. Vader refused his son's pleas, and the two traveled to the Death Star where Sidious awaited. Once in the Emperor's throne room, the Emperor welcomed Skywalker, promising to complete his training, yet Luke affirmed that the Emperor would be gravely mistaken that he had would have been turned like his father. Eventually, a duel broke out between Luke and Vader, ending with Luke cutting off his father's hand. Uh, Sidious, who betrayed Dooku to gain Anakin as an apprentice, tried to replace Vader by having Luke kill his own father. Luke spared Vader's life. However, he declared that he'd become a Jedi like his father before him. 
Sidious attacked Luke in anger, using Force Lightning to attack the Jedi for refusing to join. Moved by his son's compassion, Vader returned to the light side as Anakin Skywalker and prevented Luke's death by throwing his master into a reactor shaft, killing Sidious, quote-unquote, and uh, sacrificing himself in the process. The final act of sacrifice redeemed Anakin, who died peacefully, uh, restoring balance to the Force as the prophesied Chosen One. And that's Return of the Jedi, folks. Yes. Darth Vader is the chosen one. Yep. Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. Regardless if you like it or not, he he is the chosen one. Uh, So now we move to the legacy of the Rule of Two, because things happen (laughs) in canon after Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Somehow they happen. Oh, no. There's writing to make more money. (laughs) (laughs) So in the deaths of Sidious and Vader entered the Sith lineage that dated back to the creation of the Rule of Two. But while the Sith's destruction was foretold in the Jedi prophecy of the Chosen One, it did not mean the end of the dark side of the Force. Sidious had observed the Rule of Two in the extent that it limited the Sith's ranks to a master and an apprentice. Beyond that, he was unwilling to replace and therefore sought to rule the galaxy forever as an immortal Sith Lord. Using the knowledge he gained from his late master Plagueis, Sidious resurrected himself in a cloned body. The transference was flawed, however, the Sidious found his spirit tethered to a weak, decaying vessel. Sidious regarded the Didad as the key to the ultimate power coveted by the All-Sith. As such, he considered the rule to a pale imitation an unworthy but necessary successor to the Doctrine of the Dyad. So, allied by the Sith Eternal, uh, the revived Emperor oversaw the continuation of the Contenshi from Exegol, where a massive invasion fleet was built to enforce his future Sith Empire. Sidious saw a new apprentice to train, the grandson of Vader and nephew to Luke Skywalker, Ben Solos. Uh, His strength with the Force was prodigious as the result of Skywalker bloodline. And just like in canons, everything is the Skywalker's fault. Yeah. Everything. Everything wrong with the galaxy is literally because the Skywalker bloodline. I'm sorry. So I don't make the rules. <laughs> right. Uh, so through the Force, City has secretly communicated with Solo in order to lure him away from the Jedi path undermining Skywalker's plan to restore the Jedi Order. Uh, Rather than directly training Solo, he created Snoke, an artificial strand cast, though though whom he could mold Skywalker's heir into a servant of the dark side. The Sith Internal was also involved in the creation of Snoke, and who had they designed to groom Solo as their heir worthy of claiming the Sith legacy. With the destruction of the Jedi Temple of Luke Skywalker, Sidious's effort to turn Solo to the dark side of the Force succeeded as the fallen Jedi apprentice joined the Knights of Ren by killing their leader. Which happens in the comics. Adopting the persona of Kylo Ren, he became the master of the Knights of Ren as well as the apprentice of Supreme Leader Snoke, who ruled the First Order as successor to the Galactic Empire. While they neither Snoke nor Ren claimed the title of Sith, he instead represented a new generation of dark side wielders. They were nonetheless influenced by Sidious, who remained hidden on Exegol. 
And then, although Snoke had trained other princesses before Ren, he regarded Ren as his most pro- most promising student. Snoke believed that he was part of the Skywalker bloodline. Ren had the right balance of the dark side and light in him due to his heritage as Darth Vader's grandson. Uh, following the visit to the Cave of Evil on Dagobah, Ren reassured Snoke that he would not need other apprentices. Thirty years after the defeat of the Sith, Ren assassinates Snoke in an act of uh, worthy of rule of two. Ren subsequently gained the power of independence he coveted in the First Order's new supreme leader and vowed to never return to serving powerful masters like uh, Luke Skywalker or Snoke. Mm. Yeah, that that's in The Last Jedi, by the way. We see that, which it was... <sighs> I'm still mad about that scene because they teed up Snoke to be like a mysterious bad guy and like antagonist in Force Awakens and we finally see him in the flesh in a in the last uh with the last Jedi and he gets killed in two like in literally two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but what? You teed him up to be this mysterious antagonist that everybody freaking theorized for years, and you kill him off like it's nothing. Yep. Uh. So, in destroying his master, Ren had passed the final test of his training, achieving uh, adolescence through his full submission to the dark side. Snoke's reason for existing had been fulfilled by u- using the former Supreme Leader as a proxy, Sidious uh, circumvented the Sith tradition that required the apprentice to ascend by killing the master who had trained him. A year after the Battle of Crate, Sidious broadcasted a message announcing his intimate return, deeming the Phantom Emperor a threat to his rule. Ren attained Vader's Wayfinder and tracked Sidious to Exegol. The Emperor revealed himself as the source of all the voices in Ren's mind, including Snoke and Vader. He offered to help Ren succeed to the the throne of the Sith as the galaxy's new emperor in exchange for killing his granddaughter, the uh, Jedi apprentice Rey. Mm. Rey confronted his granddaughter, uh, her granddaughter, um, her grandfather, bleh, her grandfather, after learning about their connection during the Battle of Exegol between the Resistance and the Sith Eternal, Sidious urged Rey to submit to the Dark Side by sacrificing him, freeing his soul from the temporary vessel and allowing Sidious to possess Rey. However, she rejected him with the help of the redeemed Ben Solo, causing Sidious to unleash his uh, power against the prophesied Forest Dyad. The power of the Forest Bond restored Sidious's body and restored resolved the rule alone as Emperor once more. Empowered by the spirits of the past Jedi, Je- uh, Rey sacrificed herself to destroy the Emperor in body and soul, and with his destruction, Darth Bane's long-lasting vendetta and Return of the Sith were aborted. Yeah, that's what we have in canon. Woohoo! There's a lot, because the sequel trilogy was a lot to deal with. <laughs> Like, the legacy stuff, oh my gosh. Um, When I was writing these notes and everything, it's like, do we have to talk about this? Do we? We do. Yeah. Why? It's just uh... also weird to call Rey Palpatine's granddaughter, which technically that's true, and it's also technically not true at the same time. 
I mean, it is true, I guess. Because but... her father was a failed clone of himself. Okay, is Django Boba's father? Fair point. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that That's understandable. Okay, that's fair. But, yeah, um, and we, we, you know, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, we get, you know, force healing out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And then Ray and Ben are able to trade lightsabers mid-fight through the force out of nowhere. They don't trade lightsabers. She just gives him one. Oh, that's right. Though, I will say that's probably one of the most, like, but it's probably one of the best scenes is when um, Ben gets his uh, gets uh, Ray Saber and just like, heh, it happens and just whoops all the Knights of Rend. Though it also diminishes the whole reputation of the Knights of Ren. We finally get to see them fight and Ben just wipes them out. But that's sequel writing for you. I don't know what else to tell you. But yeah, yep. that's what we have on the rule of two for the canonical history. And hopefully to learn more, because uh, we do have Star Wars Acolyte coming out sometime this year, hopefully. Which will deal yep. in more of the dark side of the Force during the High Republic era. So we might get more Sith Lord and more stuff with the rule of two. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, I'm... And, Pray, praying that we will have Old Republic nods in that show. Please show Maybe. Revan. Please show his holocron. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. I don't, I don't even need to see him. Just give a voice. But anyway. um. Also, Dojo in chat says, Knights of the Ren was a waste of everyone's time. Absolutely they were. They were deemed they were, to be like... a... Just like Snoke. They were de- like They were like teed up to be this all-powerful like um, dark side wielders of the force and everything and then you finally see them in action and they get whooped by a single Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's all I got. Alright. Well, thanks for bringing that uh, rule of two. It's confusing. Not really. There too. Master present apprentice. It's flawed. <laughs> yes, like all things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of worked. It until true. it didn't. Yeah, it kind of worked until Sidious' demise on the uh, Death Star. Yeah, but we did it. Uh, thanks for bringing all the research. Uh, thanks for doing that. Thank you all for listening to the Holocron Histories podcast. We'll see you next time. And may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, and even at the Cups Podcast and More Discord. You can find us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories, and even email us at holocronhistories at gmail.com.
Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.